Wednesday. Happy hump day. I hope you're having an amazing week so far. So this week, I want to talk to you about answering the question, what does it look like? So last month, clearly last month, I was out or yeah, I was out (laughs) and I was having a lot of conversations with different people who are clearly activators of creativity and provokers of deep-seated and amazing thought. So yeah, I was speaking with a dear friend of mine. He actually sent me a text asking me a set of existential questions. And two of the questions were, what does a healthy relationship look like to you? And the second one was, what about a healthy friendship? And it was interesting because when I think of the stuff that I want, and when I say the stuff that I want, I mean like, of course, healthy relationship, romantic, platonic family relationships, and also healthy friendships. I know that I want these things. I know that to be true. But at the same time, the question of what it looks like (laughs) really, really threw me off. It made me have to take a step back and it shook me. Like these existential questions gave me an existential crisis or nearly did (laughs) because I was like, what? Wait, I know I want this thing, but like, what does it look like? Like that question of what does it look like just threw me off. Being specific, knowing, just like we spoke about last week, knowing versus thinking, like what does it look like? If someone were to say, close your eyes and think of an amazing friendship, what would it look like to you? What what would a healthy relationship look like to you? And It just started me down a crazy rabbit hole of thinking of like, what does it look like? What does the life I want look like? (laughs) What does fulfillment to me look like? What does success in my business look like? And of course, the same, the two questions he asked me, what does a healthy relationship and a healthy friendship look like? And the part that really shook me, if I'm being honest, was the to you part. Not just what does it look like in general, but what does it actually look like to you? And I would implore you to ask yourself this question or these sets of questions as well. And just really reflect on what do the things that you say or you know you want in your life. What do they look like to you? And not the way that you've been told that they should look, not the way your family talks about it, not the way your upbringing or culture as in religious culture or social media culture. But when you take a step back, you put on the blinders to everybody else, you go deaf to what they have to say. What do these things look like to you as an individual? And understanding that people may not get it or agree and still being being willing to power on in it because you know it makes sense to you. Like that's a very major key to figuring out what it looks like to you. Because when you start to do things in alignment with what you're convicted personally to believe to be true, what you've tested, what just go back to the thinking versus knowing, but like what the, the things that you know to be true, part of the difficulty of that is that 
other people might not see it that way. And I always talk about like your purpose and your destiny as like prescription glasses, right? Like if you take somebody's prescription glasses and you put it on, you're not going to be able to see properly. It's not going to be clear. Why? Because it's not your prescription. And in the same way, when you are doing things in alignment with your life, the way you're convicted to do it for you, other people might not get it. Why? Because they see life from a different angle from you, from a different perspective. What they put priority on is very justified and different and it's good for them, but it might not be aligned with what you want for you. So because of that, they're not always going to be there. They're not going to always support you in the way that you want to be supported, but being able to step outside of influence or external influence and step into your purpose and define it clearly, understanding what a healthy relationship looks like to you is, is just, it's higher level. Like, I don't even know what else to call it. And these questions just really took me, it it blew, they blew my mind. And I didn't think that something so simple could like send me down the rabbit hole, as I said, of just thinking about this question and answering it in different ways and thinking about other parts of my life and answering it and knowing. And it's very much related to the thinking versus knowing episode of last week, right? Because knowing what's for you versus thinking that something is good is two different things, right? Like it's, it's when we talk to our families and we've been told that this is the way, this is the way, this is the way. And then you get to that place in your life where you're going that way and it doesn't feel right. But at the same time, you don't know what else to do because you thought it should feel right because this is what everybody's been telling you. So why wouldn't it? But now it doesn't. And you don't exactly know where to go from there. And it's because of the to you piece, right? Like a healthy relationship I can see relationships and determine them from however much information I have. I can use that to assume that they may be healthy, right? And their healthy relationships mean that whomever is in that relationship, both parties are, are good. They're well, they're happy, they're balanced, they're satisfied in whatever way they want to be. And I could see a very healthy relationship where two people are happy and I could look at them and be like, God forbid. Like literally with all due respect, God forbid, because that is not what I want for me. Right. So being able to see a healthy relationship and seeing people smiling or seeing healthy friendships and understanding people's dynamics, but understanding what that looks like to you is a different beast and a beast that like, I think we all need to take some time and step back from everything and really figure out what things look like to us. And yeah, asking yourself does insert whatever it is here. What does that thing look like? And then answering it honestly is a major part of confidence and success. Because at the end of the day, when you can say, I know what this blank, a healthy, I know what a healthy version of this blank looks like to me. That just leaves so much room for you to activate it fully. You're not going to spend time wondering. It takes you into a deep knowing and it allows you to easily vet out the things that don't make sense. 
because you can recognize it because you know what something looks like to you. You know what it's supposed to feel like. Now, whenever something comes along that is an imposter, that doesn't fit, you can, you can easily be like, nah, you ain't it <laughs> because I know what it looks like. I know what it is supposed to feel like because I've taken the time to figure out what this means to me and what version of it I want to accept into my life. And because of that, you'll have a confidence to you, right? Just like in last week's episode about knowing versus thinking, when you know that what you're doing is rooted and you've come to these conclusions, not out of a whim of a random conversation and not wanting to not have an answer, but you've come to it through deep thought and, and foundation. When somebody comes at you and says, no, it doesn't make sense. You'll be like, yes, it does. And this is why a, B and C, I know what I'm talking about. And because of that, you just have this confidence about you. And that confidence will have you walking in and out of things as you see fit, as they serve you without the fear of, oh my gosh, what are people going to think? You know, because a lot of times when we're not sure we get stuck because we don't know what people are going to think. And we're so concerned with that. And it's like, we don't know what they're going to think, but we also don't know what we think. So we might as well just hang around a little bit longer because what else will we do? It helps you build your confidence because your yeses are your yeses and your noes are your noes because you know why you're saying yes. And you know why you're saying no. So somebody not being happy about it is not, is not the root, you know, like someone not being happy with what you say is not going to, yes, you can have feelings about that. I'm not saying to be cold hearted. There can be kindness and empathy, but at the same time, there's an assurance in yourself because you know that this is for you, to you, by you. And that's the priority. There's less of an, I don't know, I guess, because you know that there's no guessing. Because you've figured out what this thing means to you. When you're guessing, any answer is valid. <laughs> because you're guessing, you're just shooting in the dark and seeing what sticks. So somebody could come along and decide to come with some energy and confidence. And it could be completely wrong. But because they have confidence and you don't, you stick to it. And that's not what I want for you guys. And I'm sure that's not what you want for yourself. And also in the conversation that I have with my friend... Something that also came up within this topic was the difficulty sometimes of being self-assured and confident and the confident, not confidence, and the way that people might perceive that as you being too picky or arrogant. And there is that angle. Like I'm just talking about having confidence, having vision, being aligned is great and empowerment is all lovely. But there is this other side of it where People will take your confidence and then pervert it into trying to convince you that you should humble yourself. And I'm not saying that some people don't need to humble themselves because yes, arrogance is a real thing, but sometimes just being so confident and self-assured can be perceived as you being arrogant, being too picky, having an ego, when in fact it's the complete opposite. If you know what you want, you know what it looks like to you, you have all the right to not entertain things that don't look like that. Why? Because when we say yes to something, we're saying no to something else. If I'm saying yes to something that is underwhelming, and I don't mean that in an insulting way, I mean underwhelming to purpose, underwhelming to direction, underwhelming to time. If I'm not operating in the most practical and beneficial state, I'm doing a disservice to myself. 
And I have, and you have all the rights within yourself to say, you know what, this isn't serving me. And because I know it's not serving me, I am going to tell you in kindness that I can't do it. I can't be in that relationship with you. I can't take on this job right now. I can't go out with you. I can no longer be friends with you. All of it. Like I've been in that situation, like where I had to tell a friend that, you know what, this is the last straw for me. The way this friendship is going is not something I need. And I literally said, I do not want to be your friend anymore. And people, when I told people, they're like, what? You literally said, I don't want to be your friend anymore. That sounds crazy. I'm like, no, I knew I had been giving this person a few chances for over like four or five years of different things that I've been letting slide. And it finally came to a head where I'm like, the stress of this isn't worth it. And like, even if we have a conversation and it's over and the fact that I'm ruminating over it and I'm upset for moments, hours, days later, that time is filling my mind space that I could be using for something else. So I literally made the decision and I'm sure that decision of mine got sent to a few group chats and screenshotted and sent a little all over, but I didn't lose sleep over that (laughs) because I knew what I needed to do for myself. And the conclusion my friend and I came to in the conversation of this whole arrogant and picky thing was that if you're truthful to yourself, other people may not understand or resonate with it. And that's not your fault or your responsibility to deal with. And at the same time, when you're truthful to yourself and you express yourself in kindness, like I, I need to throw that word kindness in there, right? Because be, not being interested in something, you could be like, no, ill, yuck. Or you could be like, thank you so much. I appreciate it, but that doesn't work for me right now. Or this is not what I, this is not what I want for myself. So there is a consideration of the other person, right? And there's a truthfulness and an honesty to it. And if you do all of that, that doesn't guarantee that people are going to understand you or resonate with what you're saying. Oftentimes truth is hard, is a hard pill to swallow. And some people would even rather be um, strung along for a long time than to, or string someone along than to have the confidence to say straight up, you know what, I know this is how you feel about me, or I know this is what you, where you see things going, but I don't believe that that's for me. And doing this will hurt people because when there, where there is emotion involved and, and expectations or hopes, there is a disappointment when things go in the opposite position, right? But firm self-awareness, firm self-awareness will often rock those who don't see it in themselves. So when somebody, when you are kind, when you are honest and you tell someone something in truth, in truth to you, and they're like, I don't get it. How dare you? Who do you think you are? I've spoken about this. It's more so who do they think they're not? When people see you walking in a confidence and in a self-assurance and in a a deep self-awareness that can make you calmly just discern yeses and nos, like, like easily, like it's like sifting like wheat and shaft, like it's fallen through and you can see it clearly. Somebody who's not there yet will look at you and, and be 
confused and maybe even in, uh, intimidated and offended. Like the part of them that couldn't do that for themselves will be offended in the fact that you were able to do that. And because of that, they'll look at you and assume that you're operating in arrogance or ego when in fact your knowledge and your confidence of yourself is just so strong that maybe it's rubbing up against the parts of them that don't yet possess that. And at the end of the day, with all due respect, that's not your responsibility. As long as you've been kind and you've been honest, how people perceive the actions that you take in unknowing of yourself and knowing of what you want and what, what you don't want looks like to you is not your responsibility. You just need to continue to walk in that. And sometimes it takes a few years, months, weeks of someone ruminating and like thinking and meditating on a situation to, to come back and be like, you know what? I actually do respect the fact that that person was that honest with me because it takes a lot. So yeah. And if you express your knowledge and kindness and truth, you, you should feel the need to relinquish the rest. The rest is not for you. What, how someone takes it is really on them. And if they want to have a conversation and if you decide that that's something you want to do, absolutely. And if you decide that it's something you don't want to do, that's great as well. You've spoken to them in, in knowledge kindness and truth and that's all you owe anybody if we're really being honest so yeah that was how that situation went and that's what led to all of this so thank you guys so 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 much for listening don't forget to